I got my new sofa. I was going to say, we're both in our new spaces. Yeah. How you like it? It's uh, less seats than your previous sofa. It's the same number of seats, but it's it is less backing. Not le- it's not as much not wa- not as wide. It's got cup holders. I don't know if you can see this. Uh, cup holders. Oh, you can't see. It. Uh, cup I, holders. I just see your crotch, Dustin. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> well, that was a freebie. Is that? Can your crotch hold a sixteen ounce tumbler of water, or is it only a can of pib? Don't answer that, please. <laughs> I don't know how to answer that. <laughs> even, even if I wanted to, I would have no idea how to answer that question. Does it have one of those grippies that my minivan has? Or is it just a, <laughs> like a, just a straight plastic cylinder? <laughs> Are we talking about my sofa or my crotch? <laughs> I don't care about your sofa anymore. <laughs> this is our first date, Dustin. <laughs> We're getting to brass tacks. <laughs> we will talk about Spider-Man eventually, everybody. Eventually, hey, look at this. I have this ceramic Spider-Man bank, mm-hmm. and I put it on my desk. And I was like, "Hey, that's a cool place for my for my Spider-Man bank." Mm-hmm. And then the very first thing my son did upon coming downstairs is grab this bank, and I was like, "No, no, no!" Oh, and shit, he was like, shit. "I'm gonna throw it. <laughs> I'm gonna smash it, Dad. I don't care I'm what you smash think." This bank. And I was like, "No, no, 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 no." Everything precious to you is mine. <laughs> <laughs> you, you will leave me this room in your will. You will. Man. Well, yep. You won't have to, really. It's it's not going anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly right. Can't take it with you. You couldn't take it with you even even while alive. What, what, what if your child came up to you and was like, I want this in your will for me. <laughs> I'm so spiteful. I'd be like, guess what? It was there, but I'm going to call my now lawyer it's tomorrow. It's gone. And what, and what if they said, well, I'll kill you before yeah. the, you have the chance to call? Any other ways you want, me to, you want to tell me how to live my life and my death? had a dinner mishap. I was, I was supposed to, we were supposed to be doing pulled pork, barbecued pulled pork today. And so I got up and I put the, I sliced up, I had like a 15 pound Boston butt. And so if you've ever tried to cut those up, first of all, that's just already difficult. So I'm just like sawing at this Boston butt with a not saw knife, just a big butcher knife. And I'm like, why can't it cut quick? Cause it's not serrated. <laughs> right. Um, right. So I finally, I chopped it in like three sections uh, to approximate like a five pound and I put it in the crock pot and it's going on. And then like around four o'clock, four thirty, about, the, about, you know, when I was expecting to, for it to be close to finished, the thing is off. The crock pot's off. Oh, and like it's plugged in. It's just, there's no more lights on it. And I was like, I wonder when this went off. And it, it was probably like two hours into the cook. Mm. I don't know what I did except for unplug the coffee pot that's in the same outlet, but unplug it. So I texted my wife and I was like, we're going to have pasta and shrimp tonight because the pork's not going to be ready. So I yep. put it on a four hour cook. And then I was about to sit down. And I was like, oh crap, it's probably almost done. And so I turned the thing off. I drain it and I start to try to like rip it apart. And it's like, it's cooked but it's not tender enough to shred easily. 
So ah. that's when I texted you. I was like, hold on, Dustin. And I got in there with my forks. I was just shredding it like a motherfucker, just trying to get it finished. And um, I didn't do a great job, but I barbecued it and uh, I, I put it in a bin and now it's cooling off on my countertop. So gotcha. we'll pause at some point so I can put it in the fridge. So that, uh, damn it. Have you, have you seen those shredders? Uh, I, I want, I want one. I haven't looked for them in a long time, but they're like, you wear them, like you slide. The, they look like, like uh, brass knuckles and like <laughs> they slide onto you and, and they have like, you know, like, like big sharp points like, like Wolverine and you just blades. like dig into it like a badger. You're like, no, oh, interesting. And uh, it's supposed to be way easier. But I've I've never used one. Well, if the damn thing had cooked for ten hours like it was supposed to, I could have I could have done it with my tongue, <laughs> <laughs> which is how I prefer to do it. Um, but yeah, I mean, like it would have just fallen apart. It wouldn't have been a problem. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. as soon as I put that fork in and tried to pull, and there was resistance, it was like trying yeah, to pull like, apart oh, a no. shoe. I was uh, like, oh great, <laughs> this isn't gonna work. So yep. I, I did a little bit, but what I'm gonna have to do is put it on a cutting board tomorrow and just mm-hmm. slice it. Yeah, and we'll have yep. to have sliders that way. Yeah. I don't know what happened. I don't know. Yeah. For everybody listening who's interested in meals gone wrong. Yes. (laughs) I guess that's... You're welcome. There you go. All right. You want to talk about Spider-Man? Yeah. All right. It's just hard to see my little man not being my little boy all the time. Yeah. For years, I've been taking care of this little boy. Making sure he is loved. That he feels like he belongs wherever he wants to be. He wants to go out into the world and do great big things. Not bad, kid. And what I worry about most... I love you, Miles. ...is they won't look out for you like us. Miles! Want to get out of here? Wherever you go from here, you have to promise to take care of that little boy for me. Make sure he never forgets where he came from. And he never doubts that he is loved. And he never lets anyone tell him that he doesn't belong there. You gotta promise, Miles. I promise. My name is Miles Morales. I'm Brooklyn's one and only Spider-Man. And things are going great. Oh yeah, you were supposed to be her five. All right, whatever. Whatever? Wow. Whatever? So are you like a cow or a Dalmatian? I am the spot. (laughs) It's not funny. Don't, don't do that. Miles' grades are pretty good. A in AP Physics. That's my little man. And a B in Spanish. What? Ooh, okay. Miles. Are you trying to Mira, that's why I'm sitting. I gotta go. All right, bye. He's lying to you. And I think you know it. What's up, danger? Miles! Wanna get out of here? Oh, when? So wait a minute. There's an elite crew with all the best spider people in it? Who's the new guy? This is unbelievable. This is the lobby. Miguel O'Hara. The whole thing was his idea. 
What's a guy gotta do to join this spider team? You can never be part of this. Don't even get me started on Doctor Strange and the little nerd back on Earth 1999-99. Come on, go easy on the kid. He had a terrible teacher. Peter! Miles! Mayday! You have a baby? I have a baby. I'll take it from here. Spider-Man! I almost said Into the Spider-Verse. Across the Spider-Verse is in theaters now. Uh, came yes. out this past weekend, directed by Joaquin Dos Santos, Kemp Powers, and Justin K. Thompson, three directors. Um, written by Phil Lord, Christopher Miller, and David Callahan, not mm-hmm. Callahan. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've got a lot of voice talent in here that I'll go through in a second, but it's the sequel to the 2018 Spider Man Into the Spider Verse. Everyone knows what I'm talking about because it was so damn good. Mm-hmm. And um, it's, if you never saw it, it's the animated Spider Man. The movie yes. with the kid. Yes. There you go. There um, you go. So this one, uh, this uh, this one was supposed to come out like in 2020 originally. I think it was. Yeah, they kept pushing it back. Yeah, I don't even know what the original release date was. I had it up here, June. No, that was when the work began. I think it was supposed to be 2020. Anyway, it, it got. I remember it got pushed back like a full year from when I was first aware of it being a thing. So. Um, did you see the first one in theaters? Uh, yes, I worked uh, a screening of it, and that's so I, I was able to see it. Yeah, when I QC'd it. That's right, because we didn't. I didn't. I didn't. I had not seen it at the time, so I, I saw it later. Um, as a, I think I, I might have bought it. No, or I rented. I did something, but I I loved the first movie. I gave it five. I was blown away. I just thought it was yeah. so good. Yep. Um. So in the first movie, Miles Morales is bitten by a radioactive spider. Um, and he surprise, gains surprise. Yeah. He gains spider powers, but there's already a Spider-Man. Um, Peter Parker is already Spider-Man, but Peter Parker is killed in the in near the beginning of the film in that movie. And so he is now the only Spider-Man. But he all there's uh, simultaneously this plot happening with a particle collider uh, that's bridging universes so other spider people are being pulled to Miles' universe and all of a sudden we've got another Peter Parker from a different universe Peter B. Parker mm-hmm. um, we've got Gwen Stacy we've got Spider-Ham, Spider-Man Noir Penny Parker um, and um, and we've got all kinds of stuff happening and so through his experiences with these other spider, spider people he uh, quickly learns how to um, shoulder the responsibility of Spider-Man and by the end of the film is, you know, is, is a self-actualized Spider-Man. Um, and this, um, this movie is a sequel where, uh, we learn that there is a whole like complex of spider people who, uh, not all the spider people, but a lot of them, uh, work together as like this, um, sort of uh organization across a, a, a multiversal task force yeah 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 yeah. and miles um becomes aware of that and a greater plot you know, well a greater a greater story unfolds as a result of that so i don't want to give too much away because i don't want to spoil people right off the bat for this because this is still in theaters um what did you think of this one 
I enjoyed this quite a bit. So in comparison to the first one, which I feel like you just have to do with the sequel, um, I, I I like the first one a lot. Um, I think I've seen it twice. I own it. I tried to watch it the night before I watched this one and I fell asleep. So that's not the movie's <laughs> fault. That is my fault. Dustin was um, very tired last week. I was very tired and still recovering from COVID and like all things. So, um, yeah, man, I... Um, but but I so I think I've seen it twice. I really love Into the Spider Verse, and so I was excited for this. I think I might like this one better um, than than Into the Spider Verse. It, it's tough because like they both succeed in different ways. This one I respect the heck out of this movie. Like what what they're able to achieve here is pretty pretty staggering. Um, both in terms of things that were set up in the first film that you didn't know were a setup, um, some of which may not have been and may have been like, oh, we could do something with that. And then some, it feels like, I mean, they had to have planned this in advance. Um, and and that's really cool. Um, and then the way they're able to um, interweave both Miles' story, Gwen's story, and, you know, the, the story at large with essentially two antagonists yeah. is um, it, it, it's crazy because any time like you put that on paper and everyone's like, whoa, 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 whoa. you're doing too much, man. You're going to have to scale it back. It's never going to work. Um, but it works like it's it's really good. Um, so I respect the heck out of the writing of this movie. Um, the, the, the direction is great. The, the visuals are fantastic. Like you, you think that first one is like mind blowing and it'll change the course of animation. And of course it did and has and continues to this one just kind of ups the game. And it's like, Hey, Ninja Turtles, mutant mayhem or whatever. You, you think you're going to ape our, our style? Nah, man, Let, let's go up another notch and see if you can match this. And, um, and now like going back and watching the trailer for Ninja Turtles, mutant mayhem, which again, everyone was like, Oh, this is aping the style of, of that. Uh, it's like, Sony, yeah. it's, yeah, it's like, um, yeah, dude, it's, it is, but they're still like, no pun intended, miles behind this th this series uh, visually, like everything is. Um, Disney's not putting out anything this imaginative, no. and Pixar's <laughs> not putting out anything this imaginative. Right? It's it's crazy to me that it took a Spider Man movie to to like push animation forward yeah. once. And then again, yep. and um, and so just visually, it's great. Um, the voice cast does a fantastic job. Um, it's it's emotional. It's funny. It's action packed. It's surprisingly character driven. And there's a lot of really slow scenes of people talking, which I love. And um, yeah, man, just the way it unfolds, I, I really enjoyed it. Um, so I gave this four and a half stars. There's a couple things that you know maybe we can talk about that I think could have been handled a little bit differently. Um, but I mean, dude, I I had so much fun with this movie, and it's two hours and twenty minutes long, or something like that. And by the time this was like getting close to the end, you kind of feel like, oh, this is going to be the end. Uh, I was like, I, no, 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 keep going, man. Like, I'm, I'm in this. Like, just keep going. Yeah, yeah. And if they had just said, like, surprise, Beyond the Spider Verse is right now, I'd have been like, cool. All right, settle in, let's go. Right. Um, and it, 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 I just enjoyed the heck out of it. So, um, 
yeah, four and a half stars for me. I I, I really loved it. Yeah, um, I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was really it's really well made, and it's certainly um, a, a worthy follow up to the first one. I I still prefer the first movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't love this one as much as the first film, um, and that's really just a function of what this is like the first film felt like a complete story it was a it was a really great straightforward hero's journey um and it was just really really well done um and so and i have to respect that this movie is setting up a third film yeah and that the cliffhanger ending is very intentional um i just sort of wish it had felt more complete um although i suppose emotionally it is because there's yeah. closure to some closure to some of the characters' choices here. Um, you, you know, uh, I don't want to say which ones <clears throat> and right now, but um, but uh, it's hard to judge the movie without seeing the entire trilogy, I think. So yep. I'm sure once the third is out and we've seen it, and if it's you know any bit as good as this as the first two films are, then my opinion of this will go up a little bit. It's just hard yeah. for the next nine months, it's going to be hard to, to grade this movie for me because it's like, well, it all really depends on the payoff. If it'll um, stick the landing. Because yeah. it, it doesn't, it doesn't function as a standalone film. That's yeah. my biggest criticism of it is I, I just yeah. wish it like, cause that's our criticism of a lot of, of a lot of Marvel movies too. It's like of, yeah. of MCU films. It's like, even the ones you love, it's like, yeah, but like, it doesn't function as a standalone film. But the the best ones we we give the guardians movie such high marks and one of the reasons is because they feel self-contained yeah. you know it, it's it's interesting because you can you can go one of two ways with a with a film like this you can go the parts of the caribbean dead man's chest route which is like basically like functionally it sets everything up but like very little progress is made and by the end it's just like and here's a cliffhanger for you and right. and it just feels like really out of nowhere Barbosa's alive and you're like what and then you know it's like <laughs> bye though and then it's over and you you just feel like whoa this is really empty yeah um versus something like the two towers where the two towers feels like a self-contained film while also being act two of a larger story mm-hmm. um to me this was more like the two towers than it is dead man's chest sure um it it, it is not a full story in the same way that the two towers is not a full story, but in many ways, the two towers is, is like the story of, uh, of, of Frodo losing hope and, mm-hmm. and perhaps more importantly, so that may be the B story. Um, but the A story is like the, the siege of Helm's deep and, and that battle and Gandalf coming back and like this whole thing. And so this, this feels like, it has a beginning, middle, and end, uh, even if the end is feeding into the larger story. Right. Because because essentially you've got the story with Spot, which is which is what's sort of the overarching thing. Yeah. And then and then the story with with Miguel O'Hara, which will eventually, you know, I mean, it, we're not done with it, right. but, um, and, and that sort of, I think maybe what differentiates it from the Lord of the Rings, but it certainly, um, 
is driving toward a payoff and like we're we're further along and so miles has made some realizations and i do feel like there is some level of a character arc for him in this film as a self-contained unit yeah but uh but yeah for sure th- th- there's plenty of room for you know whatever's coming next um which yeah. can lead to an incomplete feeling there's open loops here that will either like my score for this movie will retroactively go up or down based on what number three does, because it yeah, it's just yeah. so dependent on, yeah. you know, well, story payoff and story seating is all, you know, yeah. I mean the movie. So, uh, two towers is a good example. I, I liken this situation a lot to the second and third matrix movies mm, in a way, mm-hmm. because like, that's another one where like, it's, I mean, the those films came out six months apart. Like it was yeah. May, it was in yeah. May of 03, I think, when Reloaded ended. And then they're like, mm. and they're like, yeah, Revolutions is coming in November. And yeah. it's like, oh, wow. So the first thing I did when we left the theater is like, I I figured, I was trying to figure out when's the release date. And it's March 2024. Yeah. All right. So it's not even a year. And we'll get the, this third film. So clearly they were very much made with the other in mind. These are probably produced together. Much like uh, uh, um, Infinity War and Endgame complement yeah. each other so well because they were made simultaneous. They were they were yeah. they were written and conceived as one large idea, um, and that's fine with me. Um, so I, it's it's weird. It's like <clears throat> if you were to drop into the review right now, it might seem like I don't like the film. I love the movie. I think it's a little long. Um, I respect a lo- I, I respect a lot of what they did here. Um, they took they took some time. They took some slower scenes um i i was a little i i also this was a saturday i woke up at 5 a.m that morning went running and i had less coffee than usual before this noon screening and a light lunch i was probably a little bit tired um so i'll grant it some of that but a plus and minus of the art style here too was like they have so many art styles combined and there were times where i wasn't into it like mm. I really love the art style of Miles's universe, mm-hmm. and yeah. I love what they did emotionally with Gwen's. But there were times where I was like, I feel like I'm looking at an unfinished drawing. Like it felt yeah, yeah, yeah. a little too minimalistic, sure. um, to where I was just kind of losing a little bit of uh, perspective. But that's that's a minor yeah. critique. Um, sure, there's yeah. Uh, her her world is like watercolor. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Exactly. It, it, it's very like color is emotion and. Yeah go uh right. yeah. yeah it's very it's wonderfully creative um and you know th- th- this is on track to be the the best spider-man trilogy that's been yes. made yeah. um it's by far the most ambitious um the most creative and the most comic book feeling yeah uh comic book adaptation that's probably ever been made down to like ed's notes at the bottom of the screen which are fantastic i I mean that's like you couldn't you you can't make a comic book adaptation that feels more like it's source material than this and i mean again i love some of the marvel movies very much but even those at the end of the day can feel still like hot even though they're very well adapted to live action there are limits to adapting something animated you know uh uh um, yeah. illustrated to live yep. action you just unless you go full-blown cg but anyways i'm splitting hairs at this point so i definitely yep. recommend that people see this in theaters um i think if you love the first one you're going to love this one um you know be aware that it's it, it is a setup for a third film if you weren't already um but 
I agree, and I'll go into more detail, but I agree like there are there's arcs and closure um, within this film so that it feels complete. It's more just like when you it's more it's like that feeling where you finish a story and someone's uh, any good cliffhanger, like something is unsettled. Everyone's in place for something and you want to know what happens next. Yeah. And the fact that you don't and the film ends can feel a little bit uncomfy, but, but that's, uh, that's the way it goes. Sometimes have, have a little bit of courage. (laughs) (laughs) Right. It's almost akin to like reviewing a season of a TV show, Mm -hmm. but, but like the next season is the last season and you're trying to figure out whether to recommend the show to somebody. And you're like, well, I mean, it's good so far, but mm-hmm. I mean, w- give me a year. Let me see the last season and then I'll tell you if you should start. It. Right. You know, it's it's sort of like that. Yeah, you will enjoy you'll enjoy this theater experience um, if you enjoyed the first film and uh, and yeah. you'll be rewarded for going somewhere where it can be big and loud. Um, yes. So. All right. Well, let's go into spoilers. Let's let's take a break. We'll come back. We'll talk about spoilers. Um, and then we'll, we'll we'll do that. Miles, being Spider-Man is a sacrifice. You have a choice between saving one person and saving every world. <gasps> Send me home. I can't do that. I can do both. Spider-Man always. Not always. What about Uncle Ben? If not for Uncle Ben, most of us wouldn't be here. Can't stop me now! You can't run forever, kids! I can't lose one more friend. Now, this isn't what we talked about! You knew? I had no idea what you're doing! Everyone keeps telling me how my story is supposed to go. Nah, I'm gonna do my own thing. All stations, stop Spider-Man! I guess I'll say I'll just pay off the comment I gave just a second ago. Like sure. what I meant by the the arcs is that you know by the end of the film uh, there's closure. Gwen has closure with her father, um, yeah. which you know is uh, a thing at the beginning of the movie. And then Miles he doesn't have closure with his real mom because he realizes he's in the wrong universe. Yeah, but he still was ready to tell her the truth. Yep. And that matters. That's yep. That's that's a big that's character growth sign of character growth and maturity from him. So he still yep. It still counts, you know. Yep. Um, and then of course you know the film ends and he's just he's he's a he's a prisoner in the wrong universe. And I I actually really love the setup and payoff of why he even got sent there. Like yeah, <laughs> the, the, yeah. with the whole DNA signature thing. Like that was really clever. And yep. consequently, I really loved the plot the the plot mechanic of you're not supposed to exist yeah uh, you're you're not supposed to be spider-man um yeah. your entire your entire life at this point yeah. is is a danger to the fabric of the multiverse yeah and just just to be told that is like oh okay that's bad and, it, <laughs> and it's so smart because it's it's a little bit meta yeah. It's like all those fanboys who are like, you're yeah. not supposed to be Spider-Man. Right. Only Peter can be Spider-Man. Exactly. I, I, there was a lot yeah. of meta. I mean, which of course fits this kind of movie. Um, yeah. The meta commentary was very strong. I almost got like a, I, I thought of that, although I was, I was like, oh, this is kind of like a race, it was like a racial thing. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, 
this is Miguel talking to, to my right, <laughs> so right. Not, not, and, not exactly, but and they and they said um, you're the original anomaly. Yeah, and I was like, I was like, look, so I'm I'm fairly well versed in the Spider-Man lore, but not like super well versed. I don't know that the term Spider Verse ever really existed before Miles Morales. Like, I think I think we saw other you know universes but like the spider verse became mm-hmm. a thing in the comics i think after miles did mm-hmm. um I, I could be wrong so someone will correct me but like it certainly became more it, it certainly has become more popularized since miles you know in, invention um and so it feels to me like that was almost a, a little meta like you're the original anomaly like you're, you're the thing. It's almost like Miguel to me. It was like a fanboy who's just mad, you know, <laughs> yeah. like you're going to break the cannon. Don't do it. Oh yeah. my gosh. It was a we- It was so strange. Like, like that was, I mean, again, it is pretty meta, but it's not like it's distractingly meta. Like, no, like, like if you don't know what the word canon means with storytelling, you won't be distracted by yeah. how meta it feels because sure. D- Dustin and I study writing and filmmaking. So like, this is something we here all the time, like the canon, like it's not canon to do that or head canon, but like yeah. the idea that they essentially said, like, yes, there are common threads that happen in every spider person's story. And yeah. that's part of what is endear. That's part of why you can have a Gwen Stacy comic about Spider-Man that still resonates with Peter Parker fans because her situation, her story is similar. She yeah. became spider person. She, yes. she lost somebody um, she can't tell anyone and yeah. she feels extremely isolated because of it. And every, yeah. every spider person feels that way. Um, that's, that was some people's criticism of the Tom Holland Spider-Man. Like he doesn't have those story dynamics that Peter Parker usually has. And yeah. so he's, he's a good Peter Parker, but he's just a really different Peter Parker because he has all yeah. these, he has this support network and all these resources yeah. Uh, and it's only at the end of his third film where he feels like he's actually character Peter appropriate to Peter Parker yeah. from the comics. Yeah. Um, so for them to say like uh, these events that happen to every Spider-Man um, are fixed points in time, basically they have to happen uh, yeah. that, that time travel concept of you can change some mm-hmm. things. You can't change this thing. Yeah. Uh, Edith Keeler has to die, you yeah, know, yeah. Or, yeah. or, or the universe ends. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, which is so smart like yeah. it's a it's a smart way of of uh presenting the story that we expect and then saying like you know again and like i'm saying this ad nauseum at this point but like miguel is like the canon keeper he's like the ultimate fanboy who's yeah. sitting there going no 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 uncle ben has to die no yeah. captain stacy has to die these are the things that have to happen if you want to be a legitimate spider-man you have to encounter these problems and he's mega depressed about it mega depressed <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and bitter and yeah. oh yeah and like um and and it's interesting then that like Um, the whole idea is miles pushing back on that and saying like, no, this is my story. Mm -hmm. And my story is probably like, if I have anything to say about it, it's going to be different than Peter's story. Mm -hmm. And and, I'm not Peter. 
because I'm not Peter. And like, stop holding me again, very meta, stop mm-hmm. holding me to the standard of Peter Parker, allow me to be my own character and make my own stories yep. and, uh, and, and do my own thing. And, and it's again, super smart because it's, it's pointing the finger directly at the people like me who initially, when Miles was introduced in the comics said, I have no interest in this. Mm-hmm. Th- this is stupid. Like mm-hmm. Peter is Spider-Man and you can't let someone who isn't Peter be Spider-Man, even though the hypocrisy runs deep because I had accepted Miguel O'Hara for years. Um, <laughs> and and so, th- you know, it's like it's pointing a finger at people like me who who believe that, but people unlike me who still hold on to that and who won't accept Miles because he's not Peter. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas, you know, I think what this film does really well in the last film uh, is is established Miles as a as a valid member of of the Spider Man family, so to speak, yeah. Um, and and get you to care about him as a character. Um, what's great about like the the PS4 Insomniac Spider Man game introduces Miles and and he's a part of Peter's story and um, and and in many ways like he can make Miles feel a little bit like a sidekick, but uh, but. You know, I'm thinking like, okay, well, if Batman's allowed to have 18,000 Robins, then like, why, why can't <laughs> Spider-Man have a, a spider friend? You know right. what I mean? Like, why, why am I, why am I so against that? And I think, or was I so against that? And I think the idea, the thing was, I just hadn't connected with that character yet. And, and what I love about these films is that they make me care about the characters, which get, which gets to like my main thing that I love about this film is it feels like a lot of modern superhero films are so worried about building the universe that they sacrifice character and in particular the protagonist on the altar of world building. Yeah. And and so you have movies like Black Adam where it's like we have to build this world. Eh, who's Black Adam? I don't know. He's just a guy, but like, you know, learn about this world. The world is cool. And and um and and some of the more recent Marvel films are doing the same thing. Like the MCU has been like, okay, post in game, let's like, let's figure out, you know, what this world is. And like, so let's push the world, but we're forgetting about the characters. And what I love about this film so much is that they, um, essentially there's dual protagonists, but for all intents and purposes, miles is the protagonist and they never lose sight of miles, mm-hmm. even in all of the Spider-Man. And even though they go to, a ton of different universes. And even though there's, you know, all of this stuff happening, which is huge and epic and, you know, grand in scale, it never stops being a movie about Miles Morales. And that's what I loved about the film more than anything is, um, and I, I'd mentioned in this earlier, those, those scenes where Miles just gets to sit and talk with his mom. Or those scenes where Miles and his dad, like Miles is in costumes with Spider-Man, is talking to Jefferson um, and, yeah. and and as Spider-Man, you know, yeah, as Spider-Man about Miles, yeah, um, and and like these How's moments. Going? How's your son? How's your son? <laughs> <laughs> um, these moments really help you understand. Like this is a story about Miles. And yes, there are other things happening, but we haven't forgotten that Miles needs an arc and that Miles has things to learn. And Mm -hmm. in many ways, this is a coming of age, just as the last one was. It's just a different age. 
Um, and then, and then even though there's essentially, like I said, dual protagonists in that Gwen is almost initially presented as the protagonist, um, only to, you know, then switch and it's like, oh, it is Miles. Um, Gwen is, uh, is also given a character arc and although it's with less screen time and, um, with maybe less weight to the overall story, um, care and attention is given to her as well mm-hmm. and and even in so doing they do not forget that miles is our main protagonist um and and this is a problem that movies have had lately for you know across superheroes sci-fi like whatever it's it, it's a it's a common problem that writers get bogged down in the world and then they get bogged down in side characters and and all the while our protagonist is just you know, a guy and, and you don't feel like you know him and you don't really like you root for him because you're supposed to, not because you yeah. want to. Cause his face and, is on the poster. Yeah, exactly. And, and this is completely different. And I think it's, it's a huge success that, you know, essentially the, the film ends with miles, you know, reclaiming his power in the situation against Miguel and, and, and like, you know, using the things he's learned, the palm technique, you know, whatever else, using these things to, you know, turn the tide in his favor. Um, and then, like you said, the moment with his mother at the end, uh, the alternate mother. Um, these are these are big moments of character growth. And that's what I love most about this film. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I, I totally agree. Um, um, so something that I I I. I I won't even say dislike, but something I think the film could have done better is I think I think the cliffhanger ending could have been handled better for me. So maybe I was paying too much attention or maybe I was, you know, whatever. Maybe it's supposed to be this obvious, but like, you know, he's going to the wrong universe. He's not going to go to his universe. Um, And, you know, this because you see. Okay, okay. so as he like goes, he's like, you know. Enter, he's in the ghost spider, you know, whatever yeah. mode, and he's like entering on the computer and says Earth 42. And immediately I go, right, right. Oh, okay, so so he's going to Earth 42, but we've never established that his Earth is 42. So I'm like, and, Earth, and, yeah. and, and and we know that the spider that bit him was 42, right? And and we know that that's from a different universe. So immediately I'm like, Okay, so he's going to a different universe. And well, it, it's hiding, it's, it's hiding in plain sight because like you see 42, if you remember the spider in the first film had 42, but then yeah. they show it to you again in this film, just to remind yeah. you, the spider had a 42 yeah. on it. So you see yeah. 42 and you're like, oh, 42, that's his universe, 42. And so yeah. you're told he's going to 42, but yeah. what you are forgetting if you are me is that a few scenes earlier, he said, or the scene earlier, Miguel's like the spider that yeah. bit you wasn't even from your universe. It was from a different one. Yeah. And so it's like, if you remember that sentence and that number, yeah. then you look and go, Oh no. And Wrong. of course them saying like, you know, it's going to yeah. scan your DNA. It's going to send you to the universe based on your molecules. Yeah. Um, but it's, uh, I, so I, I didn't put all those pieces together at the same time, yeah. which by the way, that's what I was talking about when I said something that, you know, was carried over from the first film that has to have been intentional yes. is that, that, that spider glitched in the first film. Yes. And it's like, Oh, I never even thought about That's the right. fact it that it glitched. glitched. That's right. But when, yeah. him, when him and Aaron walk away, it glitches. It glitches. And yeah. you're like, Oh, it's from a different universe. Yeah. Like, yo, I never thought about this. Um, but, um, but yeah, man. So, so he, he goes to this other universe 
And I feel like the moment to end it is, you know, Gwen and and Miguel are after him and he goes into the house and then they come up on it. And mm-hmm. there's like a really long moment of him, like, you know, hemming and hawing and then talking to his mom and blah, blah, blah. And they're outside the window and it's like, OK, come on. I already know where this is going. I feel like if you'd sped that up and yeah. and and yes, the mom thing is important, but you almost like can end it before she enters mm-hmm. or have her enter and be visibly different or have some sort of like indication of like, oh, this is the wrong universe. Then you end it there on the shock of I'm in the wrong place. And you end it with like Gwen opening the window and it's the wrong place. Um, you know, and and that's where I thought it was going to end. And it didn't. It kept going. Again, it's important to have this moment with a mom. So maybe like you can end it there. That's option one. Option two is you end it after his moment with his mother and just have her say something a little more like uh uh pointed and cliffhangery, mm-hmm. like like uh, uh okay you're being weird you know uh come on it's time for something that makes no sense in our universe like it's time for the blue elephant to do the dance and you're like what <laughs> you know and, and and you know just something something that you're like i don't know what this means and and miles is like i don't know what this means and then the realization of i'm in the wrong place but then it's like okay so that's option two but option number three is end it is don't have anybody figure out that like miles is in the wrong place. And Mm -hmm. miles says this all to mom and we're all like, Oh yeah, sweet moment. And then uncle Aaron walks in and then you end it. And it's like, Oh, that's where you end it. But then you ended it. There's like another cliffhanger. Oh, realization that dad is dead and his mural is painted on the thing. And then there's another realization that, Oh, now I'm captured and I'm prowler. And so there's like all of these moments where I feel like all of them are valid cliffhangers and so to me, it ended, it, it ended like a little bit tedious where I kept like, cause I knew like, okay, this is, this is it. Mm-hmm. Okay. No, that's not it. Okay. This is it. No, that's not it. Oh, uncle Aaron. Oh, that's not it. Oh, his dad. Oh, that's not it. And so, and so for me, maybe I was just looking for the ending. Sure. I don't think I was like, I wanted it to keep going. Well, yeah. But, but like, you know, everyone always complains about return of the King having 8 million endings. Right. And, I, and I've never felt like that. I felt like that in this. Uh-huh. I was like, ah, uh, there's like eight places to end this movie. And they just like kept dragging it out. And I felt like the, to me, the least interesting ending of all of those endings is Miles's Prowler. Mm. Um, and so, because I don't yeah. need another antagonist, I just need Miles to like be out of place, and essentially. You, and you could have saved that for the beginning of the I mean, that. That'd be a really fun way to kick off the next movie. Like that first scene, you find out, oh, Miles is the prowler in this universe. Like it's no, right. it's nothing that you have to sit with with uh, for nine months that makes it any better. You know, right? You right. just have Aaron or, or- capture him. You know, he's just tied to the thing, and Aaron's got him. And you're like, oh man, are you yeah. bad here too? You know, yeah. Or, or you just start it with them like talking and, and all the while uncle Aaron's becoming more and more convinced that like, this isn't my miles, right? you know, like miles just can't say the right things and do the right things. And then, and then the prowler shows up, you know, or whatever. Yeah. But yeah, all, all that to say, like, this is, this is not a critique of the film in that, like, I hate this film because of this, or right. I hate this moment. It's just me, like, as a story guy going like i i would have ended it in a different place because to me the least interesting ending to this movie 
is this new element. Mm -hmm. The most interesting ending to this movie is ending it in a way that was set up in this film. Um, which is to say like, I'm in the wrong universe. How, how am I ever going to get home? Yeah. That's, that's the more impactful ending to me. Or you end it with, with him like pouring his heart out to his mom, right? Like I'm Spider-Man, all of this stuff. And then she just goes, who are you? Yeah. Yeah. It could be that. And like, to me, the way more, way more impactful because we've had this big moment of mom saying like, I love this little boy and I cared for this little boy and blah, blah, blah. And then at the end, she doesn't even know him. Presumably it's, it's important that he is still, that Miles still lives in that universe because presumably Aaron is important, but you could have, I, I, I think if I were to do my version of that, she'd be like outside his room and she hears him. And she's like ironing or something like that or something, yeah. something where her back is turned, but she's like, okay, well, what do you want to talk about? You know, she's busy doing stuff and, you know, and then when she finally turns around, she has like an eye patch or something and she's like, <laughs> an I, eye know, patch and a big beard and a scar. Just some, some, some noticeable change where she's like, yeah. you know, where she's like, oh, and I don't, just something, I don't know. I, I sort of agree, but I don't know. Yeah. I, I'll have to wait till that's one of those things I got to wait on for the yeah. third film. yeah, yeah. yeah. For them to see how they begin it and how important it was, because then I can go, yeah. oh, you didn't even need that scene then, <laughs> or right, I would have right, saved right, right. that for the next one, or or whatever. Right. Yeah, I, I get. Yeah, that, that's a fair point. It, depending on how the next movie starts, like if the movie starts and and Miles is just sort of like like evil Miles is in the one scene and they like chase him off Earth forty two and he goes somewhere else and we never sure. see him again, then it's like, oh, okay, so that cliffhanger didn't really amount to much right yeah but then so but then if he becomes like a you know the big bad of the next movie it's like oh okay well then sure it it like redeems that a little bit maybe yeah but yeah it is going to depend on where that goes what what did you make of the um switching gears a little bit just speaking of the prowler what do you think of the use of all the live action films here Mm. like all the live action elements yeah so there's we saw clips of Andrew Garfield, Tobey Maguire, and mm-hmm. and Donald Glover. Yeah, um, we had Donald Glover in the movie. Yes, yeah, correct. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I um, I thought it was I thought it was an interesting choice because you know they also mention Tom Holland. Um, well, they the writers insist that that was not a reference to Tom Holland. Mm. The, the whole Doctor Strange thing. Yeah. They say it's not. It's some It has to be. They said I'll find it. Go ahead though. Yeah. But but I think I think it's an interesting choice because obviously there's also like, you know, the 70s live action Spider-Man and then there's the live action Japanese Spider-Man. Um so there's there's more to mine there but like um yeah, I mean it's interesting. You can do anything with it. Um but on a, on a, I, I oddly hope they don't really do much more with it. Like, I feel like it should, you know, okay. It's a nice little Easter egg. Yeah. It's more, I, I feel like that's more fun. And it's just like, well, we're Sony. We have the rights to all these images and like we can totally, use them. Yeah, yeah. Like it'd be fun to have Donald Glover. Like people might forget that he was, that he was, yeah. uh, I don't even know Aaron's last name, but that he was uncle Aaron and Aaron Davis. Yeah. Yeah. Aaron Davis. Like, like uh, people 
the fact that Miles was was referenced even in that film. He yeah, says yeah, he has yeah. a nephew that lives around that neighborhood. So Miles yeah. canonically exists in the MCU. Correct. Um, and people were like really excited about that. Yeah. Um, and there's still potential to use that if, if they wanted to. They totally could. They totally um, could. The fact that Sony decided like, let's call Donald Glover. That would be really cool. Like there's, there's more in there than, I don't know. I, I think that that, that shows like, I mean, what are the odds that people know that? I guess maybe they just figured people recognize him. So even if they don't know this connection we're making, like, oh, there's there's Donald Glover, right? Exactly. But a lot, a lot of us are like, whoa, like that's yeah. that's a deep yep. pull, you know? It is, it is. So yeah, I mean, it's interesting, but you know, I, I hope it's more just kind of Easter eggy than anything else. Um, to me, what was what was a, a cool Easter egg was. Um, you see this moment where you have you know Andrew Garfield crying over um, Captain Stacy in yeah. the first uh, Amazing Spider-Man, but in this like long line of other Spider-Mans who have lost captains that are close to them, mm-hmm. um, that there's a, an extended amount of screen time for the spectacular Spider-Man yeah. and Captain Stacy. Um, this did not happen in the series, so this is confirming a detail that happens post series. Um, which oh. is interesting to me. Um, like Captain Stacy did not die in either of the two seasons of Spectacular Spider-Man. So I think they said like that was going to happen in the third season um, before it was canceled. So it's like we're now seeing a clip from a show that never happened yeah. or, or, or that we never got to see. Yeah. Which is kind of interesting then because it also – the fact that Spectacular Spider-Man is there also lends to this idea that like, oh, the Spectacular Spider-Man has been on a bunch of other adventures and eventually became, you know, recruited by this task force and lives in this weird dimension with Miguel O'Hara or, or at least visits there. <laughs> right. And and that but it also raises the question like, so, you know, does Tobey Maguire know about that? Did, did he get recruited? You know what I mean? Or is it Seriously. only the animated ones that get recruited? Um so yeah, I don't know. It's interesting, but yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Uh I thought it was yeah. just, I thought it was pretty fun. I mean, like it 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 seemed like one of those things like that's better. It's better to have that than to not have it and for someone to go, oh, what about the live action stuff? Like it yeah, you know, yeah. but but very much still sticking to like, all right, but this is an animated film, we're not gonna have live action people. And so as such, like my no one in my theater reacted to the Mrs. Chen joke. Not a single person. I didn't know it. who that was. I had, oh, to, really? I, had to, I had to look it later. I had to go ha, to Wikipedia. Have you seen the Venom movies? I've seen the first Venom and okay. I desperately want my time back because I hated it so much. <laughs> um, so, yeah. but, but apparently not only is Mrs. Chen in both of the films, she's in yeah. like a web series. Oh, for There's real? There's like a web series. So Mrs. Chen is like a thing. And wow. so that was meant to be a big like, hey, got Mrs. Chen. I knew yeah. she was somebody because he was like, you act like this happens. Weird things happen all the time. And I was like, like my theater was just quiet. No one laughed. I was no like, one. I was like, what? What yeah. is this? Yeah, Janice? I'm sure no one knew. <laughs> Janice, there was a ton of kids in my theater, and presumably none of them have seen Venom. I so. hope not. Yeah. Good lord, that's just it's the inherent problem of the Venom movies. Like you're gonna have a whole bunch of people in your target demo who don't know who any of these people are. So right. Anyways, no, I never saw a second Venom because I I just thought it looked like shit. The second the second Venom is the most forgettable, pointless 
stupid. Never mind. That's a different <laughs> review for a different day. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah. So I don't know. I uh, I don't know what else to say about this really. I I I feel tapped out on my thoughts on it. I um, I I very much like I said. I think this is teed up to be the best best Spider-Man trilogy made, you know, and it's going to be among the best comic book trilogies made, yeah. you know, like, and that just depends on your taste. Like, you know, sure. I mean, but the guardians films is a, is a great trilogy for, for yeah. people. And, and then the Raimi, the Raimi Spider-Man films and the Nolan Batman films. And it's really important for trilogies to be good, or you kind of lose the will to watch yeah. any of them. Yeah. So I'm, I'm proud of what they've accomplished here with these. And it's, it's really great for animation. It's good for Sony. Um, it's, you know, like we talk a lot of shit about Sony because they make so many boneheaded decisions as a studio, especially as it relates to their Spider-Man content. Um, and all they really needed to do was this, they just needed to go, we're going to do a a different thing with, with miles with a different Spider-Man. Like it's, we're gonna we're gonna stop messing with Peter Parker so much because everyone has feelings about it, and we got yeah. this Marvel stuff going on. It was the perfect opportunity once they did. I, and I imagine I, I just wonder if that had anything to do with it. Like once they decided yeah. that Spider Man was going to be in the Marvel films, and they're going to cast Tom Holland, and okay, it's 2016, and then they're like, all right, we still want to do our own Spider Man thing. Damn it! Like what what can yeah. we do? And they're like, someone someone in the back of the room just shouted, I been saying for years we need to do miles morales and they finally said yep. okay let's do miles morales Fine. and we'll yep. do it animated and someone else said and it should be animated and they go okay animated yeah. miles morales go write that and someone came yeah. back with a baller pitch and they're like yep. holy shit this is great yeah, yeah let's do this and this will be the thing that like people think of when they think of sony again and right. sony's very good aside from Spider-Man, Sony makes really great and then Ghostbusters and a few other key things yeah. uh, revealed in their hacks. Sony nonetheless maintains a reputation as a studio of being pretty fucking cool um, yeah, yeah, yeah. with, with their, with their properties and the way they treat their creators. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I feel like, um, yeah, I, so first of all, again, love this movie think it's great really excited for beyond the spider-verse yeah um i i think like in terms of what do i want from the the potential last film in this trilogy um and you know i do think it should end i like i think this should be the beyond should be the last film um finish up the story um what what i'd like to see i think is like the idea that there are a lot of other spider-man out there that are not a part of this task force or whatever um that would be on miles side um and so i would love to see more spider-man to help because like this ends with gwen kind of creating her own little spider team right um of people from the first film and from this one um there's got to be more out there and what i would love to see is like you know more versions of peter who you know, would agree with with Miles and and want to fight with him against um, Miguel O'Hara's uh, posse, and 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 I think like an all out spider war would be really cool. Um, and and again, like I think Peter B. Parker is great, and and I do really like him. I think he's underutilized in this film. Yeah, um, I wish I wanted to see more of him. Yeah, but understandably, like this is Miles' story, and I and I wouldn't wish that there's like 
more more Peter Parkers show up in the next one and take Miles' you know story away from him. That's certainly not what I want. I want it to still be Miles' story, but I would, but I have to believe that there are more Peter Parkers out there that would side with Miles, and and I would love to see more heroic Peter Parkers that would that would stand for what Miles is standing for. Yeah. Um. And and the idea that like you know if it's possible to save one person, we should try. Right. Yeah. Um, and, and, and I, I really like the idea of, of like, they hit on it here of like, if you could save uncle Ben, are you telling me you wouldn't do that? Right. You know what I mean? Like that would be, I, I think that's something worth mining. And the fact that they bring it up here makes me think they might be interested in mining it. Um, so I would love to see some of that, but, but, um, but the thing that I want most from beyond the spider verse is I want them to continue to be miles story. Yeah. Like I want this to be his story with Gwen and, you know, let them have their moment. Um, I, I don't want Peter to swing in and like become the central focus. I don't want Tom Holland to show up at the end yeah. and uh, animated or live action and be like, hey, I'm going to save the day now. I don't want any of that. Uh, you know, yeah. I, I, I want this to be Miles' story. Yeah. And, and and I think that they'll be true to that. Yeah, I'm excited for it. I can't wait. Um, I'm too. Um, and I think that these are definitely rewatchable. This, it, this, these goes, it goes on my rewatchable list where it's just, yep. there's so many layers and there's, it's such, it's so, it moves so quick and so, yeah. uh, so much art uh, to, yep. to admire here. So I, I, um, sure. Great movie. The, the last thing I'll say, um, just to uh, echo my my letterboxed uh, uh, review, when when I saw Raimi's Spider-Man, the first one, mm-hmm. in theaters as a kid, I ran out of that theater and went, it was in a mall, so I went down the, down the escalator into the Borders bookstore and bought a Spider-Man encyclopedia. And I read that thing cover to cover so many times. Um, it was one of those like old encyclopedias that was like, here's every gadget he's ever used. Here's every character, every villain, every ally, every whatever. And it's like, I just read all those pages and like traced over the, the art and like loved every, everything about it. When I saw Donner Superman, I saw that on the small screen at home on, you know, DVD or whatever, VHS, uh, VHS probably. Um, and, uh, and I loved it. And I immediately went out and bought Superman comics and like, you know, loved that. When Nolan's Batman came out, of course, I was already a Batman fan because of Batman animated series. But when Nolan's Batman came out, it re- reinvigorated in me like this love for Batman. I went out, bought a ton of comics and like just love, like loved Batman. It was in like this huge Batman mood. Um, the, I, I'm I'm older now, so it doesn't hit the same way. Sure. But, but there's a little bit of that in this movie. Um, where when it ended, I had this desire to go buy Miles Morales comics. I had the desire to go learn more about him. I had the desire to read more Spider-Man, you know, Peter, Gwen, all of it. Um, and just that that desire came back. And and it, and it has I think it probably has been since Nolan's Batman that, that I've felt that way. Um, so, again, n- not to say like. You know, I'm going to go I'm actually going to go out and buy a bunch of comic books, but um, there's certainly a little bit of that feeling. And so it was really awesome to leave the theater and feel a little bit pumped. And like if I had been 11 years old, I totally would have been running through those 
corridors at that theater like thinking like mind just like going crazy about like what if i was on top of the empire state building and i'm jumping off and you know like that's that totally where where i would have been so um now as a 34 year old i'm certainly you know more subdued about it but like yeah totally totally lit that fire a little bit and that was cool that's awesome yeah man all right that's gonna be it for spider-man Yay. go see it everybody where i guess if you're at this point you've seen it congratulate yep. go go you go us go see it again yeah go see it again if you have the time in the capital go see it again the capital the capital all right everybody bye